The following program contains mature language and spoilers. Listener discretion advised. I read some article recently where they were talking about that too. Like they were ranking superheroes and they're like Thor with Odin Force. Oh, that's and it's dumb. like, come on. Odin Force is stupid. They should just, he has magic. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, then Odin they do- Force sounds like a crazy ass like metal band or something. <laughs> from the, from the Netherlands. Odin Force. Odin Force. <laughs> with our song Thor, Thor, Thor. This is written for my mother. Oh. <laughs> Love, love you, mother. <laughs> this is written for my dearly beloved uh, uncle who passed away yes a fortnight ago from some sort of cancer. I love you, Uncle Bobby. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Three fairly. <laughs> Thank you. This has been Odin Force. Please stop by merch booth. That was good. That was good, Mac. After all this time, now you come to visit me, brother. Why? To mock. I need your help. I wish I could trust you. If you did, you'd be the fool I always took you for. Some believe that before the universe, there was nothing. They're wrong. There was darkness, and it has survived. What's gonna happen? I gave you my word. I would return for you. You face an enemy, known only to a few, known only to one. You must be truly desperate to come to me for help. If we do nothing, they will destroy us. You even think about betraying us. I'll kill you. That was for New York. I like her. Thor, your bravery will not ease your pain. Your family, your world will be extinguished. We're running out of time. The very fabric of reality will be torn apart. Find a way to save us all.
Hey everybody, welcome to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm Luke Machine. With me is Diablo Frank. Senior Fix It. Fry Hole. Got the foursome. Doesn't happen very often. Right? And live to boot. So happy to have it. And we we all came from all parts of the city to talk about Thor the Dark World 10th Anniversary Ultimate Edition. And pretty much all things Thor because we've unlocked the achievement. We finally circled all the way around from when we started the podcast to near to where we're not in the podcast mind, but we're, we're closing the circle of the MCU in particular. Next year, we'll finish out the movies that we didn't get to talk about before we started the podcast with Guardians of the Galaxy. So now we've all seen all the Thor things, except that's not really the truth at all. And we're not going to worry about that right now. We'll deal with that later on. But now what I want to do is talk about Thor the Dark World on the 10th anniversary and what we thought of this movie. When was the last time you saw Thor the Dark World, uh, Mr. Fix-It? In the theaters. You haven't seen it since the theaters? No, There's no way that's true. No. Oh, no, no, no. I did watch it again after they did the um, Avengers Endgame. And I wanted to see, oh, wait, does some of that match up with the movie? And I think I rewatched it then. But I remember seeing the theater and like being very not impressed at all. I think it was you and most people that saw it in the theater. I haven't that, that was one of the yeah no no that movie was panned pretty hard no but didn't we see it together we might have we might have seen it together yeah I think we saw it together I don't remember seeing this movie I saw the movie but I don't I don't really like remember I rewatched it right before our last Thor podcast that we uh-huh. were all together for and I had flip flopped on it because w- when I first saw the original Thor I didn't like it and when I saw the Dark World I really liked it now about a year maybe two years ago we got together for that other Thor podcast and I rewatched the the first three because the fourth one wasn't out yet right totally flip-flopped and really enjoyed the first one thought the second one was hot garbage and of course the third one is the best one so yeah i think literally when we recorded on the first floor you told us that your favorite was the dark world and so 180 for sure yeah yeah i and i that's just one of those movies that changes i don't know and I think I've we've done multiple lists uh-huh. so I've gone through the MCU and watched many a times too and many I, times I'm right and I think uh, and I think I've said it on many of these podcasts I think Thor Dark World kind of gets a bad rap it's not nearly as bad people talk about was like especially now that a lot of these newer MCU movies are complete dog shit mm-hmm. bro the, it, it's not the it's not the worst MCU movie anymore it, it's just it's just not I thought it, it I, had some good ideas in it oh it is not anymore not after ideas. not out after fucking Thunder and right, Kiss right. and Thunder whatever that fucking thing uh, well, I and, think and part of Quantumania and all yeah. these Ant-Man and Wasp these are just super shitty way way shittier movies I would argue that when it came out it was the worst MCU movie because the MCU was pretty damn good up to that point point. Yeah. and like I'm a big defender of the Incredible Hulk I know you guys aren't as into it but I'm a fan of that one I think that was really good so when I saw Dark World it felt especially right after Iron Man 3 because I was not impressed with Iron Man 3 either but at least that had Robert Downey Jr. and Don Cheadle and Rebecca Hall and Gwyneth Paltrow you know uh, this one did you know and especially you got Chris Eccleston as the villain and I'm enthused about that I, I'm, I've been a fan of Chris Eccleston since Shadow Grave back in the mid 90s and he speaks in a foreign dialect the entire movie and he's wearing makeup the entire time with the fake chest piece so he's completely buried and they wasted what would have been a great villainous actor on this, this movie uh, so well, I, that, I was really enthused about that the, the first movie nailed the destroyer the door is always so good yes. nailed the destroyer like complete it's, it's an absolute carbon copy from the comic book right? we talked about yeah. this one whereas Curse looks like Predator mm. whereas Curse is, looks insane in that the Simonson stuff it from still looks the so Dark cool stuff. yeah and in this movie's like, that's Curse? That's supposed to be... He looks like Big a... dumb monster guy? Yeah, he looks like a random Lord of the Rings guy. He didn't have the freaking crown yet, of thorns like Christ. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, holy... Yeah, no. Yet I no, thought no. the Dark Elves were fantastic. I thought that they looked... They were creepy looking. I think they were creepy looking, but I think the problem is because they were uniform, it kind of looked like they went to um, uh, one of the Halloween stores just bought all their elf masks and it had the little mesh eyes. They all had the mesh eye pieces and they didn't really disguise that all that well. So it, it, they they looked like a bunch of guys trying to freak... Like Purge. 
purge or something. Like somebody went to a store and bought all those masks and that bothered me. And they talk about how they differentiated their uniform. But if the masks are all the same, I'm looking at their masks more than I'm looking at the uniforms. So Yeah, and like the the ether's weird, right? Especially when you watch it before it becomes like an infinity stone and stuff. It's just like a weird mist that goes into her and everything, you know? And it's just sort of like, eh, yeah, I don't really get this. I do like the floating effect though. And mm. I thought that looked cool, which is just like floating in space and it's all around her and stuff. That that had like kind of a Jean Grey thing going on there. But I think all in all, I think people I think it's it's funnier than people. People think that like all the Thor movies were like really serious up until Ragnarok, and that's just not true. The first movie's got some really funny, oh yeah, goofy the, the bits. First movie really beat it. Where, where they back into him in the parking lot, like mm-hmm. my, my wife loses it every time. She knows it's coming. Where they go to leave and they put it in reverse, and he's escaped from the hospital, and they just back into him every time. She can't. She knows it's coming. She can't not laugh at it. It's fucking hilarious. So that movie's got a bunch of funny stuff. The second one's got a bunch of funny stuff in it. Obviously, Ragnarok goes like off the rails, silly, but it, it's it's a it's kind of a funny movie. But yeah, like the main villain's lame, but nobody's disputing that, but that happens a lot in these movies. So um, I've always felt that it was not like, I'm not saying it's underrated. I think it's overhated um, and it's, it's just not, it's just not that bad. I think one of the biggest haters is that actor himself. Oh, Chris Hemsworth didn't like that movie. No, 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 not Chris. No, it, Eccleston, right? Oh, Eccleston? Oh, yeah, yeah, he like shit okay. all over that movie. I, I, didn't, I didn't read, what, what did he say? Furious at everything. Everything to do with it, he's he's like lasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I, says I, he'll never go on another Marvel movie and said he was treated bad, the makeup was bad, the story was bad, they cut, he said that they cut like half of his lines. So, uh... That sounds And funny. I mean, obviously, you know, the dude can act. We rewatched uh his season of Doctor Who for like the 50th time. My favorite Doctor. I mean, I'm not a huge Doctor Who guy, but I've watched enough Doctors that he's my, easily my favorite Doctor. Sure. He's pretty good. Yep. Who's your favorite Doctor? My favorite Doctor. It's got to be the one right after him. Uh, you like David Tennant? Yeah. Very popular choice. This is a Marvel podcast. Correct answer is strange, sir. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, but people like Tennant. I, I didn't finish Tennant's run. My the Purple my Man. Girl, my girlfriend, a friend of hers, convinced her to get into Doctor Who. So we got the first uh, return season, and then we got the Tennant box set, and we never finished it. And before that, I'd watched some Matt Smith stuff at the recommendation of my father's. So uh, those are the people I've been exposed to. I've watched all the way up into Jody. Um, Pl- uh, 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 P. P- uh, uh, Jody Whitaker? No. Whitaker. Whitaker, Whitaker, there, you're right, you're right, my bad. Who I really like as an actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched about half of that season, and it. I know a lot of people quit because they said it was really woke. Mm. I just kind of had Doctor Who, I like, I've watched, yeah. I had watched so many, mm-hmm. I needed a break. I'll, I'll go back and watch it again. Even people who liked her term said that the scripts failed her time as the Doctor. Yeah. So it, it wasn't her fault, it wasn't about woke. No, she's, she's a fantastic yeah. actress. Yeah. Okay. So. But uh, but, but it, it, it's not saying good things about the dark world that we've gone into a Doctor conversation yeah well I, we, I didn't never, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it oh you didn't rewatch it either no I didn't get a chance to so I'm the only one of the four of us that rewatched the movie well, re- yeah but we've I, all talked no, about I, it well I rewatched it before our last uh, that was like three years ago dude okay Okay. Well. so okay so you initially like okay we had this conversation a little bit during the, the, the last re- session where we were at his birthday party Fix's birthday party you and I were talking happy birthday I was really excited about the um, the movie because from the trailers you were really disappointed and not expecting a lot from the trailers we watched the movies I liked it the first time even though I saw that it borrowed heavily from Superman 2 it's when I rented it out of a red box to watch it again that I was like I don't really like this and uh, going forward I wasn't really won over so when I went to see The Dark World it's because my girlfriend loves her some Tom Hiddleston and loves Loki and she was insisting on seeing it so I was getting dragged to that one that was the first Marvel movie I had intended to intentionally skip I, I didn't mean to skip The Incredible Hulk it just didn't work out but I intended to skip Dark World I got drug into 
Right. So having gone in there with a negative mindset, I was not very happy with the movie. You had bad, had a bad experience with the first Thor. It didn't meet your expectations the first time you saw it. Yeah, for, for some reason, when I watched it in the theater, it had shaky camera. I, I distinctly, there was some shaky I distinctly cam. remember that. But when I watched it on Disney Plus mm-hmm. a couple of years back, it wasn't nearly as bad. And I'm yeah. like, dude, with all the shaky cam, I really like this movie. Yeah. You know? So I was like... They applied a stabilizer. No, the first I, 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 I Thor is a ni- it's a yeah. nice origin flick. Yeah, yeah they, they did a lot for what they had to work with money-wise, I think, too. But going into the second movie, going into the Dark World, before you became more critical of it, why did you like it so much? Because at one point in time, that was your favorite Thor movie. Yes. And, um, and I thought even after Ragnarok, it was your favorite no, Thor movie. No, no, no. So Ragnarock replaced that Ragnarok. firmly. Okay. Yeah. So Thor the Dark World, though, you, you enjoyed it that first time. What was it about the, the first viewing that you liked so much more than the first viewing of Thor? I, I'm thinking because the majority of my Marvel reading when I was younger was Thor, and, and it had branched off from Thor because of Asgard into the cosmic properties. Um, but just seeing uh, Mal- Malkyth, Malachi, Malachi, I think. Malachi. Mal- Malachi. Yeah. Malachi. Children of the Corn. <laughs> right. Um, Outlander. Just seeing stuff like that. Outlander. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, just seeing uh, seeing like these smaller characters that are that he was big in the Thor book um, w- when like Simonson was writing him. But I mean, if you would have asked anybody who he was who wasn't a diehard comic reader, they'd have no idea who mm-hmm. you know. So seeing seeing like the other realms on the screen, I think was a big like nostalgia kick for me. And and it, it's, it's back when Marvel movies were like, hey, what did they do in comic books, and then made a movie about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe they didn't nail it, but they were still sticking to the lore was still based on comic lore not where are our movies taking us well, let's they, write a I mean, movie story there's been all this talk about where Marvel's gone wrong and it, to date nobody's mentioned when they disbanded the council of people that was they were like Joe Quesada and Brian Michael Bendis they may not have been the people we wanted to be the comic book representing body Mark, Mark Miller was in that if I recall but at least there was somebody who had a sense of what was going on in the comic books with a hand on the wheel and one of the things I hate about the modern Marvel movies like Eternals and Shang-Chi is there's open contempt for the source material and no fidelity to the source material whatsoever so their expectation is whatever they came up with specifically for this movie because Marvel asked them to come up with something they're fucking geniuses and they're going to come up with pull it out of their asshole and come up with something that's going to be as good as what you know hundreds of comic books were published about you know the, the fucking director of Shang-Chi and, and Star especially I hate so fucking much now because that book ran for 10 years it only got cancelled because uh, if I remember correctly it was it was one of the books that were cancelled because Jim Shooter wanted to clear space out on the schedule for New Universe so we can have a strong launch it didn't work out that way but that obviously had a story engine this is a book that was successful and lasted for a decade when racism was even worse than it is now. You know, the, the material was strong enough that uh, uh, American audiences, probably largely white guys, bought that book for 10 years. So you can fix the things that you think are wrong with it. Don't don't mention um, a Sax Romer character if you don't want to, because definitely a virulent anti-Asian racist, sure. Don't don't mention Fu Manchu, fine. Clear that stuff up. But keep enough of it so that it's at least recognizable. Where you've done just a whole different thing that's got nothing to do with anything that ever appeared in any comic book about this character. And as you, you say, I, I think one of the problems I had with the Dark World was that it doesn't look like Hearst, it doesn't act like Hearst, it doesn't look like Malachi, it doesn't act like Malachi. What is the either? You know, so it, I had this real tug of war where it's like, well, great, Jane Foster's back. Oh, but she's bought her, brought her dorky friend and her dorky friend's boyfriend. You know, stuff like that. Oh, they're really getting into the relationship between Loki and Frigga and Thor and Odin and all that kind of stuff. Oh, but we're also going to like uh, have all these spaceships. Heimdall once again missing something, even though he's like got the all sight and all this kind of stuff. So that was the problem I had with this one, and even on second view 
doing is there was stuff in there that I like and especially Frigga became much more important than I thought she was going to be. Mm -hmm. I thought they just fridged her and we were never going to talk about her again and instead like Thor and Loki are like irrevocably changed by her death going yeah. forward. So it's like okay that did matter. That wasn't just I mean I don't think it mattered in the moment but by the but over the course of the, the story it does. So that's where the conflict is. There's stuff in there that I think is good and valuable. I'm glad they came back to Jane Foster. I'm glad that they tried to deepen the relationships but also there's a bunch that they fucked up and it's just an aggressively middle movie. Mm -hmm. It's just I, I don't think it's like when you said it was your favorite I was glad it was your favorite because you're a Thor guy and at the time it came out it was probably the best representation of Thor so they made him a bit of a clown in the first movie. Um, But it, it, at best it, like it's, it's been at the bottom of the list for so long that you're giving it a little bit of credit just because it's not doesn't deserve to be that far down. But it's really right there in the middle. It's not going to be anybody's absolute favorite I don't think. No and uh, I think what partially also what turned me away from it was I had reread some of the newer Thor stuff um, which dealt a lot with Malkite. <laughs> Malkite. <laughs> and uh, so, well, which can, reminded me to go back and read the Simonson stuff yeah. and, and it, they kept the character the same in the comics from old school to new school. He's like the Joker but like super evil. Like, yeah please, please I, I elaborate. Need, I know the Joker's a killer and everything but yeah. no. The, he's like he's basically kind, tell, kind of tell, a Joker rip off just, but, just, but just tell us who like, like the first movie is grounded very much in Kirby era Thor. The second movie is much more Walt Simonson era. Mm -hmm. Tell us like those stories that inspired that movie. Tell us a little bit about those stories like Malachi, like hers, all that material from the 80s. I, you remember the stories roughly like, to, to summarize no you don't remember the stories that well well parts okay know. we're all getting old yeah, yeah. so you're telling us about Mal Malachi he's he's a joker to a factor of 10 yeah yeah he's just um cosmic joker co co yeah cosmic joker kind of but do you think maybe they thought there would be too much overlap if they played him like that with Loki or no Loki's not Lo I honestly well, think, think it would have been Loki very sarcastic so that would have taken I think it would have been interesting to play Loki against Loki right. to a factor of 10 you know like yeah. oh here's the really crazy <laughs> motherfucker here's the really spooky motherfucker yeah so no I, I, I'm not like that that would have been kind of cool plus Loki was the most popular villain they'd had up to that point Max right though I, I, I could almost guarantee you that, that they talked that about that came that. up yeah right? and they're like well we don't want him to outshine Tom Hiddleston so why are we having two of the same character I bet you that yeah they definitely had that talk and see I could have seen that more if they hadn't brought Loki back for the second one but like because they didn't there's, he got popular that's one of the reasons why they brought him back I don't know if they knew that Loki was going to be that big I don't even know for sure if they knew that Loki was going to be in the Avengers at that point, you know? I know the Stinger's there to, to indicate that's going to happen, but who knows when they did the Stinger. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was Joss Whedon who directed the Stinger. Could Friday. be. <clears throat> so, yeah, so if they come back for a second Thor and they get a guy who's like broke Loki or fake Loki or annoying, obnoxious, over-the-top Loki, I can say it'd be a problem, but since they brought Loki back, like contract, like it could actually be part of his redemption arc is like he gets a little bit more morose after his mom gets killed and then there's like... Suddenly it's not so funny anymore. Right, and then he's confronted with a worse Loki than he was. I think that could have been a more interesting movie, but also, I think Alan Taylor coming in late from Game of Thrones, I don't think the ha-ha is probably where he's coming at it from anyway. I do wonder, though, if maybe that's where Eccleston's extra stuff went to, is maybe he was doing some maniacal stuff, and they call that shit nah. and they just total dour bathroom. I don't see that. Yeah. He was pretty stiff, even in the stuff they kept, so. Yeah. And, uh, I gotta say, too, watching... Half, that, but, I mean, think of that. He said half, and there was no one who has, like, come out and refuted that they cut. Like, but Marvel doesn't usually respond to that stuff, either. They just stop making you work. Like, like Idris Elba bitch he yeah but working. like uh, but like when Mickey Rourke got his shit cut didn't they respond to that didn't you find out from didn't, I thought they no actually Ricky Rourke was bitching about it on I know Conan Mickey Rourke shit. was but I think somebody confirmed that it was just like that wasn't the movie we were trying to tell yeah. I, 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 I think Favreau might have done yeah, that at some Favreau point did. we need the 
Malachi the Dark Elf Mickey Rourke cut. Right. I want to see Just the Mickey Rourke put cut. put all those scenes together. Give me the Mickey Rourke cut. I'm down for that. One problem I had too is I, I had a desire to try to watch the Avengers movie to see how it compared, but I just didn't have the time or the energy for that. So I jumped straight from Thor to Thor 2 and that was fucking jarring. Because I mean, Thor ends with Loki drifting off in outer space and the, the Bifrost has been destroyed and, you know, Thor's trapped on Asgard and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> you get to the second movie and it's like Loki's captured and he's he's extra wily and they're refer, re- referring to all the stuff that happened to the Avengers and Selvig's running around all crazy and shit. It's like, if you didn't see the Avengers, you were fucking lost. They did not give a fuck about you yeah. if you did not read watch the Avengers. I think really everybody saw the Avengers, but if that shit had not yeah, happened... Yeah, there was no recap or anything. No, yeah. it just drops you into that shit. And like I said, it, it, it jarred me. And I knew the stuff, obviously. I'd seen the movies. It was just, I was shocked at how little was explained. And again, I, we watched Avengers last year. So it's been that length of time. I'm going directly from Thor to Thor 2. Yeah, it's not really a sequel. It's, it's definitely a sequel. I mean, it's, it's just a sequel, that we're missing a chapter. Like... There's a Thor 2 point, there's a Thor 1.5 out there. Right, right, yeah. right. Trouble. Hello. How do you want them to pay for this? Oh, no, there's no need for that. It was just an accident. Anyway, I've got direct line. They'll sort my shop out, no probs. Maybe relax a bit. Take some time off. Brighton's nice this time of year, or Dover's cool. My dearest Asgardians, the turn of events has allowed me to take some me time. Here I can lounge like a local and yet eat like a king. The customs of Midgard are rather odd, but occasionally amusing enough. It seems I can leave this land in the hands of the insurance lords. So what else did you watch? Well, see, this is the reason why I figured again. Did you uh, watch it? Oh yeah, oh oh, yeah, yeah, I did. No, but did you watch it? Oh, I watched it. I watched all of it. I told you. Welcome to the Goat Boat, Asgard's number one transportation provider with service to the Nine Realms. We pride ourselves in operating the only touring vessel powered by magnificent goats. And as the official travel partner of the God of Thunder, you know you're in for a hell of a ride. Just my first bad guy. You never forget your first. Thor, love and thunder in theaters Friday. Unlocking achievement for countdown. I knew that we were only going to have so much to say about the Dark World because it's just not that interesting. As you say, it's not as bad. There's been a lot more worse stuff out there since then. But we're not going to have an hours long conversation about the Dark World. It just doesn't inspire that kind of passion. Is that a dare? Huh? Is that a dare? (laughs) Really? You think you're the defender of it? I think Defender might be going a little far. <laughs> it's champion. I am the Avenger. You're its champion. So I, I, just think, thought- I personally think that the only real good thing that came out of uh, Dark World was Odin Force's tour date. Shh. Actually, when they kill off the mom, because they, whenever they do the end game and he goes back no, and yeah, talks that, her. It does. I think, I mean, I think we, yeah, we talked on that briefly. That It kind of keeps coming up. Like, one of the more important points of any of the Thor, four Thor movies was actually from what people think is the worst Thor movie. And without that moment out in that movie, yeah. like, it pays off so much in Loki, uh, the Loki TV series. Oh, really? And okay. in Endgame. So I enjoyed, like, okay, in the Dark, wor- uh, Dark World, they used a Warren Ellis. Um, when Warren Ellis was writing Thor, he was going 
going toward that it's not really magic it's they're alions yeah they're it's it's like technology that's so advanced that it, you think it's magic and they took that for the elves like the elves it was all like super technology that looked well, i mean like they've magic. got spaceships you yeah know? ancient like, spaceships those hand grenades and everything i thought that that the was black awesome. hole things yeah. yeah i still think that's oh awesome. yeah that was cool I forgot yeah about that. i liked i liked that it was like technology kind of based so and i did like the chopping of the hand the betrayal of the chopping of the hand and you're not like sure what the hell's just happened there that was a pretty good little twist or especially for a marvel movie yeah. i like the fact that when we see the collector in the guardians he has a dark elf in a cage in the back i thought that was pretty dope and that was the stinger that's right i forgot mm -hmm. that was the it still doesn't make a ton of sense to me that they gave the collector an infinity well, stone but you know, well not just that but that, that, he, had, that he had a, a dark elf in his collection it was just that just made that made him even creepier uh i, I was watching something they were talking about like how creepy was some of the characters in the Marvel, uh, the Mar MCU, and the Collector really is creepy if you think about it. Like he's collecting almost like a serial killer type thing. Well, I mean, one of his aides killed herself rather than try to allow him yeah. to, you know, try to try to prevent him from getting it. So yeah, it's so. something, yeah. And he, Brainiac, they kind of went Brainiac with him too, a little kind bit. of, yeah. yeah, dope as fuck. So I figured since we weren't going to have that much to talk about when it came to the Dark World, that now is the time to do a four countdown. And my thing is, I'm tired. Like I am weary of going back and watching these Marvel movies, and there, I just don't want to watch some of them ever again i've just done with them i don't want to do this again so uh i'm hoping wow, huh? wow. no i'm just I'm, I'm, there's you'll never watch them again i'm i'm, I'm going to watch some of the marvel movies again no i'm, I'm just tired I'm, of watching all of yeah, them for I'm not, the I'm, countdowns I'm and not, stuff i'm not doing a start to finish pro if i do it again it'll be the last time of my life and right. it'll probably be like 10 years from now and that, it, that'll well i hope your life lasts a little longer than 10 years no 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 no, no. i i mean like if i do a watch your through, hospice it, care marvel a, countdown it'll yeah. be at least 10 years i don't Shit, I'm definitely got more behind me than in front of me. <laughs> None of us are making that argument but, for ourselves. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, yeah. I can't do it again. No, I, no. I could so, probably watch like a, a phase. Mm -hmm. Well, because I rewatched the first cap and it still fucking holds up. It's still one of my favorites. We're not well, talking we're still about doing, caps. We're stopping. We, we have Winter Soldier coming up next year. So. Stop. Just get to your. What are you trying to okay. get us to do? So anyway, so I'm 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 well. I'm not trying to get us to do anything. I've got a thing, and then Good. you can participate in this thing. God, I want to. So I've watched pretty much all the four things, and so I'm going to rank all the four things and then I don't want to watch majority of these things ever again, okay? So in my opinion, the worst Thor thing of all time is what if Thor were an only child, the cartoon, the, the half-hour cartoon. Because everything that I don't like was about that Marvel... The, was that from What If? What If, yeah. Okay, go. Yeah, everything that I don't like about any of the, the cinematic lame. interpretations of Marvel Thor, it's all like right there. It's just like this guy's an arrogant asshole, irresponsible, just annoying as shit, and that whole cartoon just fucking crap out of me. I think it's probably the worst, if not one of, if not the worst episodes of you the What If. You mean Party Thor? Party Thor, yeah. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. Okay, so you would rank it higher then? Yes. Okay. Ah, I bring it on in. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe you came, Loki. You are the absolute best. You're my brother from another mother, man. I mean that. I mean it. Ah, brothers forever. Brothers forever. Forever. <laughs> I, I I think it's the worst fourth. I don't want to watch that ever again. I am with you on that. You would rather not. You would rather watch Love and Rockets or whatever the fuck it was. Love and Thunder for Christ's sake. I, I would sake. rather watch Love and Thunder than watch. Stop. That again. Just yeah. let the dude do his ranking. No, 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 no. But you guys jump in. I, I want color, obviously. But can you carry on. Yeah. I uh, to me, all that did was give Love and Thunder a pat on the back because mm. it took up the the stupid Thor thing to gigantic levels. I, I, I it's mean, it's a what if though, but it's. 
water. They Dude, no, no, no. Love and Thunder to me was like, hold my beer. Let him Let's get say. to Love and Thunder before you talk about it. Fuck. Well, hold on, hold on. Just real quick. Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no. To me, what killed that movie, and I, who did I see that movie with? See? You should have listened to me. Yes. You should have, when I held him, you should have listened to me, and you yep. told him to go ahead. Lock it up. Stop it. He anyway. Say it was his fucking favorite part of it. I gotta fucking find out. You it just reached for my cane. fucking long to see I saw that. Movie. You were gonna hit me with it. Go ahead, Frank. Better watch out. I tap it on the floor. It turns into a hammer. <laughs> uh, second worst fucking thing. Fucking claw hammer. I do pretend that's a claw hammer. When I'm alone. Second worst Thor thing. The Incredible Hulk Returns, 1988. When David Banner met Maggie Shaw, it was the love they'd both been looking for. But she didn't know his secret. She didn't know that his danger would become her danger. Their life together was threatened. David Banner had been pushed too far. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. He's mean and green, and after six years, the Hulk will face his greatest challenge ever. Because this time, he's fighting for love. Bill Bigby and Lou Ferrigno are the Incredible Hulk. If the Incredible Hulk returns... I watched it on Pluto TV, if I remember correctly. Uh, I watched that movie when it came out in 1988. It was all good. we had back in those days. Everyone was very disappointed. I was doing something outside of the house. The day that came on? The day it came on. I came home, my dad told me about it, and I was so jealous because there were no reruns back then. There was no, you know, if it was a rerun, it'd come on at like 3 in the morning, and you'd never hear about it. There was no guide. I had five channels, and I was just, I didn't get, get to see it till like five years ago. Oh, really? Five years ago? Yeah. Not five years well, later? No. Not five they years got later. a VHS release from him, bro. Correctly. I literally, we had five channels into my bro. 20s. What about you? You saw it when it came out? Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was a dope looking Thor with the fucking, uh, was it like uh, his fur, vest? Fur line vest. Fur line vest yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, I thought it was Did I he even was okay. have a hammer? Yeah, yeah. He did. did he have a hammer? For some reason, my he never flew. Like, he never flew. He did not oh, fly, no. no. He, did not fly. he just kind of ran into the next room. His strength level was kind of vague because at times he could take on Hulk a little bit, but then other times he's like struggling with a car or something, you know, it's like, or fighting guys in a bar. Really? Thor's arm wrestling? Okay. Um, next on the list. No. The Hulk stuff was good because Bill Bixby was awesome as Bruce David Banner, David Bruce Banner. But yeah, he was a nerdy guy who was Donald Blake who would hold the hammer and call Odin, and that would call o o Thor back from the beyond. He was like denied access to Valhalla because he had to learn like how to be a more moral Viking or some shit. Humility. And so so he turned up and it was uh, I think the guy from Coach or something. Yeah, no. Yeah. He's even more rapier. Oh, way rapier. Way rapier than a regular Viking. Yeah, <laughs> they had to dial it back. He's a he's a real meatball in that one. Yeah. <laughs> He has one moment of like, oh, it's so hard because I was in need for it for thousands of years. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I couldn't have sex. I couldn't do anything. It was so terrible. It's like, oh, you've really gone insane. Yo, this this monologue is telling me you're nuts. And the fact that they send him back that limbo over and over again. And there's no reason why he has to send him back to the limbo. They don't say like he's spending energy or anything like that. He just like gets bored when they're doing science stuff. So they send him back to, you know, the limbo. It's so bizarre. Um, But yeah, the guy's a meathead and his relationship with Don Blake is, and Don Blake is like an irresponsible jackass too. And, doesn't it and, end where they're like chase, they're like out on a beach or something? Yeah, mind. yeah. And like, and there's a hot babe that runs like by him. shaking their arms at some bad guys. I don't know. That, uh, maybe not, that, maybe that not. was earlier. That was earlier. Because what happens is partway through the movie, the, the uh, girl that uh, uh, Banner is shacked up with gets kidnapped by the guys who want to steal the the device that's going to turn him back permanently into Bruce Banner. And so th they, they come in They come in with a SWAT team, fake SWAT team, in a helicopter. And they shoot a dart yeah. at the Hulk and it punctures his skin. And you got this little trickle of red blood against the green skin. And uh, they get away with the girl in the helicopter. And that's why they're shaking their fists yeah, at the yeah, helicopter. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. And it, it's a reminder 
or like television, you used to do things like paint people with body paint and then have them go to warehouses and fight guys with guns from the A team. You know, it's just, it's very, very, we, this is what we had. It's like, we've come a long way. It's no wonder it costs a bunch of money to make TV shows nowadays because you see how little the money they spent back in the day. Um, yeah, I, I didn't actually actively watch it. I was doing other stuff while I was on. I couldn't Probably actually the engage the whole time. Next worst thing, WandaVision. Excellent plan. Where's the tenderizer? What am I looking at? You, what is this? Where's this coming from? Out there. You didn't answer the back door for your upside down cake. Oh, hi. Is it authentic? I'm not sure how to answer that. Is it happening in real time? Is it recorded, fabricated? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. What do you know? My equipment registered an extremely high level of CMBR. That's- Relic radiation dating back to the Big Bang. Yeah. Entwined was a broadcast frequency, so I had your goons pick me up a sweet vintage TV, and when I plug this bad boy in, voila, sound and picture. Dinner is served. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? It's a working theory. Because Darcy's in it, and she's in it more than she is anything else. This list and, is bullshit. And she's okay, but I just I hated WandaVision so damn much. I just want to make another shot at it, basically. I hate I, you. I huh? love you. Love WandaVision. It's like one of my favorite things. Elaborate. I loved it. There you go. Kooky, because, goofy, weird. Yeah. Dude, it reminded me of all the TV shows I watched as a kid. Uh, I love the actress who plays Agatha. Mm. Um, Agatha Harkness. Yeah. It was just so different than the same old thing we've been getting from Marvel for the last ten years. And a lot of people like that show. I'm not I, one of them. I hated that show. I couldn't, I couldn't I believe. I couldn't believe you hated for it. For so me, much. it was another one that it was. I watch it with my daughter, and so again, anything usually I do with my kids that we both like definitely sticks in my head more. So Diablo Frank doesn't have anybody that loves him or has love for him, so he doesn't get to. <laughs> you need a puppy. Yeah. So next worst thing, I, I don't think we're in the place yet. Where we're going to say good things. Next worst thing, Agents of Shield season two episode twelve. Who you really are with Sif? With Sif. Must find the remaining diviners as well as anyone who's transformed. We drown the temple where the diviners are activated, so that's a plus. And we do know the woman who has changed. So someone was transformed. A Kree slave warrior created. Have you put it down? No. She disappeared. What do you know of her? We don't know much about Reyna's transformation. Sky witnessed it, but didn't see much. You were there. What did you see? I didn't. I mean, no nothing. Were there others with you? The changes may not be on the surface, but buried inside. You must understand, these creatures are weapons. Abominations, even if they don't know it. The second Sif episode. Do you remember that one? Mm. This is the one where she comes out of the ocean with amnesia and she's wearing leather and, and like jeans and stuff. And so they have trouble identifying her and uh, they end up... Uh, it, they end up at a bar, right? It's, I don't remember if there's a bar or not, to be honest with you. I watched three Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes in pretty close proximity. It all kinds of runs together after a while. But I think they're in like Portugal shouldn't, or someplace. Shouldn't this list just have been the three Thor movies? Don't just let them go. Say, okay, next on the list. Okay. Next. So we're including Asgardian in general so that's okay. including Sif so this is the one where Sif's got amnesia the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. find her and claim her it turns out that she was given amnesia by a Kree who's got this little stupid hammer thing this little baby hammer thing and it's called a truncheon and he taps people with it and it 
gives him amnesia. Uh, he's a uh, fighter and stuff. So the reason why he's on Earth is because he's trying to find the cache of diviners uh, that the Kree left behind when they were doing the experimentations that were going to create in humans. And when they find out, when he finds out that A, all the diviners have disappeared and B, that among the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a person who's been exposed to Terrigen Mist and is therefore one of the abominations that are the Inhumans. He wants to kill her. Sif wants to kill her. Uh, that's the only thing that Sif and the tree guy can agree upon. Uh, she ends up shooting herself with an icer to, because she's having her tremor powers and it's causing problems and scaring everybody. And then eventually they use the truncheon on the Kree guy and send him back even though clearly whoever sent him would know that he was sent why he was sent for, you know, because it, it was a secret mission because most of the Kree command don't know that they successfully created the Terrigen Mists and were able to create Inhumans to be soldiers for the Kree at some point. They thought it was a bad idea and shut it all down and, and they like they buried the idea that it even did happen. And so they give him amnesia so he needs to go back and tell the Kree that, oh no, actually there is Inhumans now and you should probably go wipe them out or uh, enlist them. I, it was just, it was a really lame episode. I, I didn't care for it. And uh, it, the Jamie Alexander's English accent was especially bad in that episode. It was like really, like she had obviously like gotten rusty and it, it showed in a really bad way. Plus she's spending the whole time going, who am I? What is this? You know, it's just, it's, it's lame. Uh, do you, you remember that one at all? Mm -hmm. No, I, I actually forgot that one existed too. I had to research to even find it. So just above that, Thor Love and Thunder. Oh boy. Yeah. So uh, uh, Paquita watched it and she actually liked it the first time she saw it. She thought that it was funny and, and she enjoyed it and she was excited for me to finally see it because she, hey, I think she assumed that I was going to hate it. She knew you guys hated it and because she'd seen it and liked it, she, she was just basically waiting to see how much I was going to hate it and why we I was going to hate it. We did, he and I did a podcast. Yeah, she did. Right? Y'all did. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so, and she also wanted to make sure that we watched it together. She wanted to watch it with me so she could watch my reactions and also re revisit her own reactions. Watching it a second time, she didn't find it as funny. She didn't like it as much. In fact, I think it went from a like to a dislike on the second viewing. But she did still laugh. She laughed several times over the course of the movie. So she... It, you know, I like her. First of all, I think she's generally a nice person as far as you two being hooked up because she genuinely likes to see you you're, you be happy about stuff you like. And I, sure. think that, I think that's really cool because my wife hates <laughs> everything I like. So yeah, there's a little jealousy there. But. <laughs> I picked up on that. But also, it's kind of like a science experiment mm. because even if she's not happy, it's like she gets to watch you squirm. <laughs> it's just, it cracks me up. Where it backfires if then you watch it again and you're like, ooh. That's how I was with Top Gun when I showed my wife Top Gun. She had never seen it before. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this movie fucking sucks. I'm like, we bought this to watch oh. it. And she's like, this movie's really lame. And I'm like, I agree. This movie uh, sucks. You're the Thor guy, though. How did you feel about Love and Thunder? Because you were not part of that podcast with these two. Fucking couldn't be any more disappointed. I mean, my dad, who was only a fan, he big Marvel fan of the first the first wave. Uh, I think he actually saw it before I did. He called me up. He's like, don't see it. You're going to get real mad. He's like, because I was a real man. And uh, they they just, I think when me and Fixer were talking about it, you know, they, um, Tico, Tico, Ty Tico, Malachi, he had some reins on him for Ragnarok. I made a point of watching the credits and, and I noticed that and, the the writing credits on Ragnarok are like guys who normally write Marvel movies. Like yeah. the guys who I think wrote other Thor movies stuff. This one he co-wrote with somebody. So before you got like a bunch of ad-libbing on top of the Marvel, pleasing Marvel formula and now this was like the full unadulterated Taika Waititi going Well and that's, that's what, you know, Fix it. He made a good analogy that way. He's like, yeah, he had the reins partially on for Ragnarok and then they just said, hey, it's all yours. Free reign. And to turn to 
turn a, a cool character. I mean, I, even, I I understand sometimes, you know, it's funny when he's, you know, being a doofus or whatever. But to be as bumbling idiot as he was in that last movie and to take what was probably the best. I mean, that, that era of Thor comics brought Thor's writing back to Simonson days of like good thought out storylines. I mean, that got the whole God Butcher storyline that made Thor popular to, a, again, to a lot of people who weren't weren't Thor people. Jason Aaron was already making a name for himself in comics with stuff like Scout, but not only did Thor, uh, not only did Aaron make Thor a must-read book again, but also Thor made Jason Aaron like one of the legendary Marvel writers as a result of how well-received that was, how long the run was. He, he You put his name up there with guys like Theory David on the whole. Yep. You know, Abs- he's just he's one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and to, to take a no-brain win and just fucking ruin it i mean i mean christian bale was nothing and and i give christian bale his props he did the best with what he had they said you gotta be like this he acted acted it up for what i don't think it was bad acting on his part it was the way that that character was written designed what gets me is today (sighs) you brought mr fix it the gore action figure Mm -hmm. and i i I had a sense of what gore looked like a because i watched all again part of my fatigue i watched all the special features available on streaming on the disney plus one thing i have to give disney plus credit for like i go to mg Plus, and they don't have any special features on the Bond. MGM Plus is yeah. a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. And they don't have the special features on the Bond movies. It's like, and sometimes they don't even have the Bond movies. They let the Bond movies cycle out. They always have some, but they don't have them all the, all the time. Like, Disney has all their stuff all the time. And it's like, the only reason to get MGM Plus is to watch the Bond stuff catalog. That's the thing you have. And you don't have all the Bond stuff. You don't have all the special features. You don't have the documentaries. You don't have any of that shit. What the fuck is your reason it, for is existing? It po- is it possible Sean Connery was too off the cuff and on the uh, extra stuff? Well, they, talking I mean, about they slapping women and stuff? Yeah, and they're like, the, we gotta get rid yeah, of these special no, no, the, the, and the thing is they don't give you commentary tracks anywhere they don't and nobody gives you commentary tracks that's a, that's a thing but like the, the special features especially the canned stuff from the 70s and 60s and shit they throw that on all the discs it's nothing you guys own that shit there's no reason why you can't put it up except you're too goddamn lazy or it's also MGM is owned by Amazon and Amazon like they just killed comicsology. they just steadily ruined it until then they discontinued it and that's what Amazon does like they don't give a shit about something and they just let it rot away so I, I blame Amazon for that but anyway I watch all those special features and I see them showing images of gore and Bale talking about how the one thing he said he's not gonna wear the g-string like gore but you bring this action figure to, to mr fix out looking at it and it's like he's he, there's more to it than that he's got the cool little the the hair tentacle things like that chick una from star star wars, star wars. he and had dog got the, legs he, yeah he, uh... he, he's got the cl- cl- cowl that he wears most of the time it seems like the hood and everything else the sword actually comes out of his body it, it's like everything about this is so much cooler than what they had in the movie and especially with cgi make the sword come out of his body that's not hard instead they've got the sword that he runs around slashing with and it's just pedestrian it's like anybody runs around the sword why isn't that supposed to be some kind of cool thing so it's like just, just on design alone and he's already bitching because he was having to spend like four hours in the chair all the time for, for, for the makeup they got it down to like three or something but it's like if you're going to be in the chair for that long make it count and they didn't it's it's, it's not a, it's a really boring look well, it's, and it's why, just a bald guy who's pale yeah you know? why why have another human I mean the whole the whole Thor is their key to cosmic, yeah. Thor is their key to those cosmic characters down the road if they want to do that that type of movies and I, I, I just this, this movie just totally totally was like you took the excitement of everyone who loved the last one and just you you had a guaranteed win with the storyline guaranteed and shit the bed you the problem though is didn't that- just shit the bed shit the bed and then drove the bed off a cliff onto another well, hold on so when i saw this movie the moment i knew we were fucked was the didn't beginning me and, you, me and you went and saw this together i think so because i remember the scene where he goes they go up to him and he's meditating and he planted the axe into the ground and they're like let's go and he takes out and he cuts it and he 
jumps on it like a fucking broom from Harry Potter. No, he pulls it out of the ground where it's developed roots to show how but, long he's been sitting around there. But he jumped on it and rode it like a broom, like, like a witch. fucking Harry Potter. And I remember saying, "Fuck you!" I was already like, "That's it. The movie's done for me." I, I there's nothing, no coming back. So, from this. so I, for all, just that Jason Aaron stuff was it funny and goofy? The God Butcher stuff? No, no. Okay, right? Because oh, it was it, fucking it, brutal. A God Butcher. It, it, it was yeah. It was so would, they make a fucking God bomb where he's gonna destroy the universe? So would we say that the uh, Jane Foster cancer storyline was that a lot of Ho, ho, ho. No. Same guy. Huh? No. Jason Aaron. Were they each other with like those water flowers? Right, right. No. And, and, and the whole thing was Jason Aaron, but it wasn't at the same time. And they're all that more. Well, right. and, and some people. It's serious. It's all serious. Right. Some That's people, what I'm getting at. Some people didn't like, you know, you, you had your classic, don't, I don't want to change people who didn't like that version of Thor. Thor doesn't have but, a hammer in his pants. But I'm telling you, it was a solid run from beginning all the way to the end. And then when he becomes Thor unworthy. Had, he brings back Mangog. And Mangog is fucking cool, and and he has a. Uh, 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 he becomes unworthy because the, the Thor you like with Allstay. Oh, fucking Bloodstorm. The blood, yeah. I mean, Where, like, dude, it was. Yeah. He freaking Malkuth cuts off Thor's left arm and carries it around as a necklace, it, just to rub it. In Thor. I mean, it, so what? So what it sounds to me is that maybe Taika Waititi, who has said he did not like doing any action parts from the previous movie. No, actually, he came out and he said he admitted he took the movies because he needed the money, but he said he didn't like doing the action yeah. part. Oh no, someone else would do the action. He liked doing the comedy and he admitted he got paid so much for Ragnarok. When they gave it to him he was like, he. I don't feel he was confident enough and I think to do the next dude. one. Oh, I mean, I love this, you know, what they do in the shadows and shit. Like, that's great, but I, he's I'm just... Saying, I, I'm just saying, well, I'm wondering if tone-wise he was maybe not the right choice. Just oh, absolutely. To, just to begin with, maybe we didn't need to have the silly, kooky and he showed you Bird creatures, silly, silly, kooky with Ragnarok. <laughs> Let's give him some of the darkest, most sensitive material the Thor's got to offer, and let's give that to the goofy, to the goofy, kooky Ragnarok guy. It kind of sounds like it was a disaster, a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. Even if Taika Waititi would have executed, like nailed it, it's like that's if its tone was off. If you were going it. in looking for Gore the God Butcher and a heartfelt, you know, cancer diagnosis for Jane Foster, it, when you think about it, this was this could have never worked, even in like the best uh, of times, right? It, it couldn't have worked. Well, they said the, 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 the Gore Butcher part of Aaron's run is almost like a horror comic. Oh, yeah. Like that. I mean, it is that. Like, you're terrified. They, they Thor, Thor, Thor is terrified. Yeah. When you're watching the movie, especially the parts where they're focusing on him, they try to be scary. They didn't succeed at all, where he's like telling the children scary stories and <laughs> appearing in the shadows and like that. There's one like jump scare moment where he just appears in front of Thor to attack him. And it's like, this isn't scary though. This is <laughs> this is a comically inept version of scary. Ugh. So if you're saying that that was a horror arc, which is great. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Definitely not the right guy. Like, where's Scott Derrickson to do that, well, that, that Thor? You know? I remember seeing something about where Christian Bale talked about how they took out a lot of his scenes and apparently he does this blood-curdling scream that the Marvel people are like, no, no, we can't have this movie. And there's supposed to be a scene where he has all these lines on him, like like writing, and it's supposed to be all the different gods he's killed. Like he's I, thought he did, I thought that he... They never explained that. They, I thought they did something with the scars. Oh, they did, but they never... In the in the supposed to the scenes, he explains that every time he kills a god, he remembers him or some shit like that. Like, he's writing on his body a reminder of who he's killed. All right. Well, I'm glad you didn't like it. I was afraid you're going to be like, no, I like it. Like Batman. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I, well, I'm shocked that, it, that you missed Adventures of Babysitting. What was that? There is Thor. a Thor in there. Oh, is there a Thor? Yes. Yeah, the little uh, girl runs around being Thor and she hands oh, it to, she hands God. it to the Kingpin yeah. and Kingpin decides he doesn't want to be Thor. True. When did that happen? I remember that. Vincent D'Onofrio. Well, when does that happen though? Is that happen in the movie? In the entire in movie, the dude, she's running around as being Thor. But where does she does the Vincent D'Onofrio thing? I remember seeing he's it. The, he's the Vincent tow truck guy. 
mechanic. Yeah, he's, he's a, a tow truck a guy, and he tow. No, 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 I know who he is in Adventures in Babysitting. And I'm so saying, she goes. He in Love and the, Thunder. They don't have the he's money. Not, he's not. Saying, he's not. Yeah, he okay, okay. should have been on your list of odd weird shit. Okay. Yeah, because you were bringing like Thor out of your ass oh, well, for all kinds of stuff. Well, I'm not done yet. But to go back to to the Aaron run. Yeah, Fix It was not a Thor guy. Nope. Yet he was calling me. We call each other all the time just to bullshit. But he was calling me to see if I got the new issue in because no, too cheap to buy him i mean and that's that's like how I, I, I will be true i would just he speaks the truth i've never particularly cared for thor he's an interesting character from a distance but i don't give a shit about thor Fryhole gave me like the first run of of uh aaron's run and i was just like this is thor because I, I i know y'all are talking about uh sam what was it Wa- Simonson. um simonson's run yeah i thought it was cool but i thought it was goofy as shit fucking frog thor and shit like that was and I, I dumb and goofy that. i didn't i didn't particularly care for it. the only time i ever got into thor is when garthinus wrote him. the yeah, viking that was great the viking story. <laughs> I thought that was kind of neat, yeah. but Thor was never that cool. No matter what I saw, I never saw uh, that he was a fucking paramedic at one time, and he one time he had like a fucking vest jacket and a ponytail. He was just always goofy to me. Reading this shit, I was just like, dude, if this is Thor, this is his world. Like, fuck, dude, is awesome. Like, why isn't there more of this? And so, yeah, that's kind of what got me on the Thor train. Yeah. Choo choo. And then, like, I didn't hate it as much as you guys, but the problem is, especially at the end, like any like credit I could have given the movie up to that point, because I, I like Valkyrie in the movie. I like where she's like, no, I like. When yeah, like Zeus is talking about the origins and uh, orgies, and she's like, "I'm not mad at that," you know. But also watching Ragnarok right before Love and Thunder, like they're playing off of chemistry, like romantic chemistry, more on Thor's side, admittedly, between Valkyrie and Thor. And in the next movie, she's like confirmed lesbian, <laughs> and it's like, oh, "Okay, well, I guess we're doing this now." And, and I don't have a problem with it. It's just like it, you did the last movie. You're the one who set that up in the first place, and then there's never really a resolution. And all of a sudden, they're just buddies. And of course, she's king of the Asgardian survivors. Which like, how did she's she's like barely coming out of like drunken stupor and you're gonna put her in charge of the survivors like oh you can do it good job and of course we get to see her do that like the ice cream place and the tourism and all this stuff like I'm not into all that right but but I I did like elements of her character in the movie I, I did like that uh, um, Jane Foster yep, yep. Natalie Portman Natalie, Natalie Portman. Portman I liked that Natalie Portman had done some working out and she had she a little muscle on her she got pretty jacked I thought she looked good in the costume I thought that the whole exploding hammer thing was alright I wasn't as mad at the feuding weapons as you specifically were Oh, I thought I that was so stupid. But I didn't love it, but I wasn't as mad at it as you guys. Oh, were. when the, the fucking when uh, Stormbringer's jealous of him, yeah, I'm like, oh, and then, he, so and then he gets Stormbringer his booze and just yeah, that was so fucking stupid. Yeah, what one one a huge fan of that. They broke their own rules. Yeah, and then of course they're totally shitting on a Russell Crowe's Zeus with the horrible accent and everything else. But there were some cute moments I could deal with it. I, I just my main problem is they tried to put two different movies together that didn't go together, and of course the 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 humor stuff didn't work for me. Well, so what I really wanted is somebody back to do a, to, back to the Russell Crowe part yeah. Zeus was always like a, a deity with Odin I mean yeah. And, yeah. and to make him well and they, and they do verbally build him clown. up and then make him a total clown yeah um, and then of course there's two different endings I too I fat clown I'll look in the mirror <laughs> well like in in one of the deleted scenes Zeus comes back and visits Jane Foster in her hospital bed and that's where he explained that the Thunderbolt can allow you to t- transport through space and time the way that the Bifrost did which they never fucking explain in the movie you have to watch the deleted scene to understand and of course, it's contradicted by the stinger at the end of the movie where he's still licking his wounds and mad and sending Hercules out for and stuff. So it's like, oh, so the part where they explain how that even happened doesn't even fit in the continuity because they made changes to the movie. And so you just never explained it. It's like, my issue was I thought that when they were focusing on the Jane Foster cancer stuff, that was interesting, but they didn't spend nearly enough time with that and they didn't have the right director doing that sequence. The gore stuff. They tried to smash too many three, stories. It's like three different movies yeah, smashed together yeah. and the one that dominates is the worst of the three. Um, and the gore stuff should have been more intense should have had a different person behind that didn't really work but the main 
issue is the end when everybody's Thor and everybody gets their end oh, the weapon. Kids. And then the end Ugh. when it's like Jane Foster dies. So Thor's going to adopt the space baby version of Entity. Gore's daughter. Is and it? he's going to be the single father running around with Broke Mjolnir and she's got Thornbringer. And it's just like, this is not the Marvel Universe I want. Who wants single dad, goofy dad Thor for the rest of your fucking movie? You set it up where, okay, well, like what you do is you wait for Chris Hemsworth to get hired. And then you have the Jane Foster movie where you actually focus on the cancer stuff. Give it an, a movie or two before you kill her off and make it matter. But instead, like you said, I think the sequences where they're dealing with the cancer stuff are okay. It's just, even when they're joking, even when Dar the one scene that Darcy's but, in, I assume she's going to be throughout the movie, she's in one stinking scene. Is that is even, that partly Disney's fault? I mean, it's for definitely Disney's fault. For wanting the dollar now. Yeah, well, and, and it's not just that. It's uh, Iger was trying to blame, in particular, he was shitting on Nia DaCosta and the Marvels and trying to basically blame the Marvels on Nia DaCosta. And he said that they're, they're, they were spread too thin. They didn't have enough executives on the ground. And it's like, obviously it was executives meddling with this movie, trying to mash too many different things all together at once. They fucked this movie up. They tried to make it too many different things. And then you're trying to, you're retiring everybody. Like you spend the better part of a decade making us fall in love with Iron Man and Captain America and Thor and uh, Ant-Man, I guess, for some people. I'm looking at you fix it, only you fix it. They make us fall in love with these characters like they would like say a James Bond. But instead of just recycling and like having another actor come in, yeah, there's going to be some guys that aren't going to be as good. We're going to get a Lazenby at some point. But you're still continuing those characters we've fallen for. It, just like they were the X-Men. You know, like you have some people like Nicholas Holt, some people like Frazier, you know, just different flavors, but it's still the same character and you're continuing that character in perpetuity. And instead they're like, no, we're going to kill all these guys off. We're going to basically end all their careers and then we're going to be fucking Shang-Chi and the Eternals. And, and that they think that's an even match and that we're going to keep being interested going forward. And of course, again, like the Eternals, that could have been an okay movie if there weren't 12 of them and they're trying to like introduce us and get us invested in 12 different people all at the same time. There isn't enough time to do this, even for a fucking three hour long movie. So my dad that's the, was it, so fucking lost in that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the executive. That's again, Marvel marveling way too hard. I don't even blame Feige. I think that that just got away from him. You know, I, I'm hoping that Feige's trying to pull things back again, but I'm not blaming him because when you've got Bob Chapek, who by the way, while I was watching all those special features, there's this fellow who happened to also be named Chapek, who's in a producer on these recent movies. It's Bob Chapek's hit. So maybe the problem is fucking nepotism. Maybe that's another issue that we're having is they're just like letting everybody. And also I can't help but notice all the uh, Alonzo produced movies that are still coming out. And the Alonzo stuff is the ones I've seen are still pretty good. You know, where the Bob Chapek son movies, not so much. I'm just wondering if maybe there's some issues inside the Marvel house beyond it's near to Costa's fault. Fuck you. Fuck you, Bob. You know, that's the one area where me and Elon Musk can, can meet up. Yeah, fuck you, Bob. Um, So are we done talking about this shitty movie that was irritating? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I got nothing more. Okay. I don't know what you want to do. So Let's go back to Dark World. <laughs> so uh, slightly above Love and Thunder is the shorts Team Thor, Team Daryl. I guess I'm just taking a break. You know, we had this really cool adventure saving Earth, and, and I was pretty happy. Anyway, so I needed some me time, and I came to Australia, and that's when I moved in with Daryl. Hello. And uh, here we are. I never wear cutoffs. How do I keep waking up in cutoffs? Normal pants going in, cutoffs coming out. You who? Mm. <laughs> oh, by, by the way, heard from uh, Tony Stark and Captain America. They didn't contact you? Uh, I haven't received a single phone call. Uh, one second. Oh, uh... Hey, T-Bone, how many times do we have to go over this? No amount of money is going to get me to join your little pissing contest. What? Here, talk to Thor. Yeah. He's sort of been waiting to hear from you. I have him right here. Oh, you can't right now? Okay. Am I disappointed that they, that they didn't invite okay. me to fight with him? Um, <laughs> no. 
He doesn't know how to get in touch with you. I don't, I don't have a phone. He doesn't have a phone. Send a raven. I just start my own team. Team Thor, of course. And it would be me and Daryl. Just us, right, D? Yep. I didn't really love those either, but if I have to watch the shorts or Love and Thunder, I'd rather watch shorts. At least one of them has. You didn't Jeff talk about the goats. <gasps> yeah, I didn't talk about the goats. They didn't bother me as much as you, but I don't like them. And they they were stupid. And all the Guardian stuff, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Man, I hated Thor doing all that stuff. Like that's what. What about the kid him doll with the floating? <gasps> oh, he fucking sucked. You uh, mean Axel? No, sorry, Axel. That's the worst thing too. Like oh, for totally. <laughs> yeah, he's that. Axel. That was so stupid. Instead of honoring his dead father, he's like, no, I'm gonna take on with a singer that I almost certainly have no relation to. Why? Would this kid even know Axel? And why was there so much Guns N' Roses music in this movie? I like Guns N' Roses fine, but I'll tell you what, this is the second time that the last installment of a franchise has been partially ruined by an excessive Resident use. Evil! Resident Evil! Excessive use of Ro Love I was Ro so Ro Roses. pissed off at yeah. that. That trailer yeah, we, we have, was awesome. Yeah, Fucking yeah. take me home. <laughs> Fuck, uh, I just watched it last week. Oh, yeah? yeah I, I, watched all, I watched all of them and then the animated ones. Oh, really? That, Good. Yeah. Uh, if, if, when do you have some free time? I want to at least record on the second one. Save I'm, it for I'm the thought. podcast. Next, yeah. next week, week after, what? Okay. just give me a yeah. call. I'll give you a shout. Yeah. So, not during the week. Yeah. They yeah. vibe so well on that right there. That was awesome. <laughs> I love watching stuff like They were like vibrating at the same frequency. Resident Evil. Both pumped up when that trailer <laughs> came out. It was yeah. Like, oh, well, that had been waiting so long because they'd had the accident and it had yep. just been this long production period. I wanted to see the end of the story. Yeah. Anyway. Great trailer. So, uh, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, Episode 8, The Well. The epic adventure that began in Thor, The Dark World, continues in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All new next Tuesday, when the power of the gods... Whoever wielded the staff got superhuman strength. ...falls into the hands of mere mortals. <laughs> Sets the stage for rage. Something's wrong with war. Tell me how to fix it. This is the one where they it comes out immediately after the Dark World, shows them cleaning up the mess and bitching about it. And then uh, it just so happens that some guys are digging up Asgardian artifacts and get a hold of a staff that turns them into berserkers and gives them superhuman powers. And one of the Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. also becomes a berserker, and so they're fighting at each other. And Christopher McNeil from the fucking Ghostbusters 2. I await the words of Vigo. He's the, the Asgardian that left it there, and he was previously a berserker, and he shows up throughout the series. So that's, that's what I think about with my berserker as Guardians is Christopher McNichol from Dragon Slayer. You have a remote toilet flusher? Sometimes people leave in haste, forgetting to flush. Other times they're residual remnants. I like a fresh bowl. What did you, did you watch that one? Do you remember that one at all? I do. That one I remembered. And for some reason, the, the other one, I could not remember it at all. That one I at least remembered part of. Oh, and it's also the one where they revealed Grant Ward being involved with the torture of one of his brothers, which eventually lets you know that there's something going wrong with this dude. So, yeah. I didn't think this episode was that bad. Well, we're in the, we're in the gray zone okay. now. I, I, it, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It, it was fine. Yeah, we don't, we don't I know how many total things are on his list. So right. I don't know if we're getting towards the top or if we're getting still in the bottom. I, I oh, we're definitely on the bottom. I didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all the way through. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's first season. That's yeah. actually one of the problems. It would have been maybe higher if it wasn't first season, yeah. but it still got some of that funky waiting to get to the point stuff in that episode. So yeah. uh, Above that would be uh, Marvel one-shots. A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's Hammer. I just liked it. It was a nice Phil Coulson little mini-sode. Helps to set up the arrival of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series. You remember that one, right? Where he's driving through the desert and he stops at the gas station and, he, and there's robbers come in and he fights the robbers. You never saw that one? Uh -uh. Mainly, I, I put it on the list because it has the Roxxon reference. I'm still waiting for them to pay off the Roxxon reference. Okay. Next would be Thor the Dark World. 
so you know as you can see it's, it's higher up there than a lot of this stuff yeah at least it uh, exceeds love and thunder a above that i put agents of shield season one episode 15 yes men from the world of thor come two warrior women i am lady sif of asgard one on a quest to enslave mankind men kneel before me the other determined to stop her Lorelai has ward agent ward is no longer the man you knew he will not hesitate to kill you that was the episode with Lorelai. Okay. Did you have experience with Lorelai in the comics? Of course you did, right? With Walt Simonson, Enchantress's sister. Yes. But, uh, you don't remember the episode vague, though, right? Man. That's the one where she, the Dark Elves cause enough havoc supposedly that she breaks loose after thousands of years in captivity. She comes to Earth and she starts building an army out of like bikers and cop, uh, to try to take over the Earth and Sif in her actual armor doing Sif stuff with a decent accent yeah, is coming to yeah, stop yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. Th that was a good episode. And it's funny too because both episodes involving Asgardians, it's Grant Ward who gets overwhelmed in the, he becomes the Berserker and he's also the one who falls under Lorelai's spell and is fighting the other agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So okay. it's a pretty solid episode. Yeah. You know, especially for a first season episode. Uh, I, I like that one okay. And the one, my, my one theory though, uh, is watching it in retrospect. I think that it was actually Loki while impersonating Odin that let her loose to cause havoc. I don't think that she was let loose by the, the Dark Elves because this is weeks, if not months after the episode with the Dark Elves. It doesn't make sense because she was supposed to have gotten Earth through Loki's secret channels. Like, well, the best person to show her those secret channels is Loki, who's currently the god of Asgard, the king of Asgard. So just a conspiracy theory there. Above Yes Man is the original Thor. I still am not a huge fan, but it has its moments. It's got some good stuff. It. There's some decent uh, deleted scenes in that one too. So I don't love it, but at least it's for me the most accurate reflection of what Thor comics should be. And a lot of credit toward making, not trying to change the Destroyer, just being like, yeah. the Destroyer is cool. Yeah. Just paint it on screen and let it, you know. It was just... and, and even for, you know, that was like it was entirely CGI and it still looked fucking fantastic. It looked awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I get big point of that. And it just didn't piss me off as much as the other two did. There was nothing in Thor. I wasn't a fan, but it didn't piss me off either. Above that, I put Loki season one. And I, I'm not the Loki guy. I'm not a, a redemption art guy. Motherfucker was a mass murderer. Killed hundreds, if not thousands of people in the Battle of New York. Took that one guy's fucking eyeball out of his head. Probably a rich guy. Maybe a dick. But still, ripping people's eyeballs out in public. Not cool. Not, not into that. But the first season, I have to admit, it's just really well done. And it was engaging. And obviously, the production values were all over the place. They spent a fuck ton of money on that shit. I rewatched like special features. And they did the assembled documentary for it on Disney+. And seeing how much effort went into that. And the, uh, the lady who directed it, I think the entire first season was just so enthusiastic and had a lot of cool ideas and I don't know why they wouldn't have brought her back for the second season. I really want to look into that because I, she just seemed like a really cool person with, you know, that could have done more interesting stuff. What did you, you saw Loki season one, did right? Not. You did not see Loki? I have you don't not have watched Dis it yet. Do you have Disney Plus? Yeah. Why do you not want to watch Loki if you're a Thor guy? Is it that you didn't, do you not like Loki? No, no, I do like Loki. Uh, do you not like Loki as an anti-hero? Time, it came out after uh, Love and Thunder too, didn't it? Uh, did it? Maybe not. Shit, I don't know. Around, around. I would say. Well, I mean, you had a little bit it of It just has time, nothing. So that's why I was wondering why you didn't watch it during My daughter loved it, so I mean, yeah. I will watch it at some point. It, it just hasn't been my my main focus. Yeah. I like Loki, but I'm not like a, a just because everything's Asgard, I, yeah. I don't It's got it. nothing to do with Asgard or Thor. Yeah, it really doesn't. Well, a little bit, of, it has a lot to do with Loki, and particularly they explain a lot of things related to Loki. It's up right after the end of Endgame, or the last appearance of Loki in Endgame anyway. It's it's a good series. I just, I don't care about Loki. It's just I don't a, care about his redemption arc. It's just 
just a sci-fi show. Yeah, basically. I mean, well, there's a lot of people who are complaining about season, series two turning him into Doctor Who as a four. Instance. Oh, it, it, it's what it is. It's yeah. more of like a sci-fi Doctor Who mystery kind of thing. It has nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Well, before we dive too much deeper into Loki, was there anything in terms of my order that you would dispute? Let or? me get back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode three. <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck, dude. This is your stupid okay. list. Go. Okay. So you're the only one other, other person here that watched both series of Loki. Uh-huh. Now, Fix It, did you? Yeah, you no. watched, didn't you? I've you, seen so the first series. Was it just you and me on that podcast? No, no, he no. was on the first season of Loki. I've only watched podcast. the first season. You are the only one that's watched both seasons uh-huh. with me, then. Okay. So, and you you only watched it kind of, I kind of prodded you a little bit. Like, you weren't in a hurry. You didn't watch it immediately. No, we just, uh, I don't watch any of these things immediately anymore. Yeah, it's just moral fatigue. We just general. let them all come out. Because you like the first season a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we actually rewatched the first one to watch the second one. Right. Um, but we kind of, we started watching the first one while the second one was already coming out. Okay. So we were like, let's just let it finish. And then we kind of watched it at our own pace. Yeah. And then we watched them pretty much daily. I, I think we had to maybe watch, wait a week for the last episode, but we, we were playing catch up and we just watched basically one a day. Hobie? Hello? We have a little bit of a situation we wanted to run by you. Tobias! Wow! Great to see you again! That, that's what's been happening. Wow, time slipping. Wait, time, you know that? Yeah. You've seen that? Yeah. Can you fix that? No. It's impossible to time slip in the TVA. I know, but we just saw it happen. Yeah. I've been pulled through time between the past and the present. Hello? If what I saw is true, there's nothing to stand between this world and utter destruction. Only one way to find out. Little good old-fashioned legwork. Listen, we have different styles. You're a man of action, which is fine. I take a more slow, deliberate, cerebral approach. Really goodbye. It's up to us to save this place. Is this cracked? Yes, okay. Whatever we do, we're playing God. We are gods. Who lives and who dies? Make the hard choice. It's him. You better run! War is on its way. Come on, you're the god of mischief. Always have been, always will be. over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. I thought it was good, but I think you're, you know, you texted me about it last night. It does, everything kind of just gets reset Mm -hmm. by the end of it. You know, the only things I didn't get where I think sometimes they fucked up their own logic in that show just a little bit Mm -hmm. where they would talk about, you know, like how the the loom, it was pruning its own, whenever the the timelines got to a certain amount, it was going to prune their timelines, right? Mm -hmm. But then he's all like, the variants are already out there. How are the variants already out there if you pruned all the timelines? Like it doesn't, Mm -hmm. these variants exist on the branches. If the branches are pruned, there are no. Variants like that, that's what a variant is. 
quantum, 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 quantum. Yeah, I, I, so I think sometimes they lost their own. Well, and again, they had var- they had different directors, and they had multiple directors in the second season, where the first season was one person who maybe had an easier time keeping things straight. And the second season, maybe these guys weren't talking to enough to, to each other enough, and their little COVID bubbles and stuff. So what got me is like in some of the episodes, I would be watching it as like this has a really weirdly Lynchian vibe to it. And again, like you know, uh, with with Ryhold liking WandaVision, that's cool. But for me, WandaVision pissed me off because it felt like like trying to do a Lynchian type thing and just failing because it's just such a basic show by comparison to like a Twin Peaks or something that's like really crazy and out there and shit. And then I'm watching Loki and uh, it's not crazy either. It's not like going too far out, but just the vibe had a really weirdly Lynchian vibe. It just like seemed like they had the right wavelength. And I was like, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just projecting, you know, maybe I'm looking for something that isn't there. And then I watched the special features and there's like uh, two guys, I don't know if they're brothers or what, but they're, they're twin directors who were working together on their episodes. They're both wearing d- uh, custom t-shirts that involve a joke involving somebody, I guess, on the cast. And they've got the, the uh, Twin Peaks font over it. And it's some weird, like, obtuse joke. It's like, oh, these guys are clearly... And I read somewhere else they were fans of Lynch. It's like, they were going for that. That was mm. intentional. And so any Marvel thing that reminds me of David Lynch is automatically better than most Marvel things because they're trying for something remotely artistic. Mm-hmm. And, and and just a vibe that I don't think is going to resonate with a large number of people. And sure enough, there are some people that think that Loki Season 2 is the best thing Marvel has ever done. And then there are some people that just can't stand it. And, I, and it's been like both the Honest Trailers and the... Uh, um, what's the screen rant one that they do? The pitch session? Pitch meeting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Both those guys just savaged season two. And it's like, even though there were things about that season that, that I didn't particularly like, particularly Paquita hated Victor Timely. She hates that actor now. She doesn't ever want to see him on anything ever again. She can't stand him so bad. But especially as that character. But there's other stuff that was just sort of like, like the whole movie had, the whole season had this weird existential angst where it's like, it, I knew that it was going to end up in a bad place. I knew it was going to end with on a sour note. And I knew that if they were going to find some way to retire Loki, just like they had everybody else. And knowing that and knowing that all that they were trying to do was futile and it ends up being futile and I've never invested in enough to expect it to work it kind of works for me it's like okay this you're this there's an inevitability to this that you can't hero your way out of and I'm I'm into that I, I'm into that that fatalism but also but one of the things she's I did have is I just don't believe Loki would ever be so and I realize he, he has a major uh, 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 introspection in the first season mm-hmm. recognizing that all of his scheming all the bad things that he had done killed his mom killed himself killed a whole bunch of other people too recognizing the error of his ways trying to make a difference yada 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 him falling in love with Sylvie didn't ever really fully work for me and, and I think well, they, they, they backed really, away from that the they backed away from it yeah. yeah I was gonna say um, but also like oh my friends I've got to save my friends at the TVA that I've known for like a week you know it's like I just I don't buy his conviction to those people and that he would spend all that time going through time loops to learn every possible thing to fix it for his friends instead of just finding some place for himself to exist and giving it up on them uh, he's just too selfish and he's still too bad of a person and I realize that he has fans who want him to be the good guy in the end and I just I don't buy him doing a face turn but I still enjoyed the season I enjoyed the vibe of it and I, I thought the ending was interesting I, I like that it sort of like explains why things are the way they are he's sort of the reason why phases four and five suck but he couldn't have known that he was just trying to be the good guy for once it makes perfect sense that a, 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 a timelines infused with Loki energy would be fucked up and suck and I'd hate them all um, so I, I was kind of I, I it, for me it almost like no prizes phases four and five and I'm just I'll be, I wanted the end but I, I, I think that that was an interesting way a interesting spin on this that makes it work for me within the canon yeah I was just I was, I was a little disappointed that like if you know like what, so where are the fucking other Kangs at yeah like where are they we had but, but but it was cool I did like that they brought he who remains back to like go yeah I, I knew you guys weren't actually gonna kill me it'd be funny though because yeah, yeah, yeah. they could just say like no actually I did and then the, you never ever see that guy again you no, no, no. Kang thing. I, I liked that most of the last episode spent or not most but a lot of the last episode just spent you in time 
with the last episode of the first season. Like it was like they, you know what I mean? Like, like the whole season felt like a bottle episode coded to the first yeah, season. Yeah, it, and even though they did stuff like travel through time and they, they had some, some grand adventure, but it was so much smaller in scale compared to the first season that it just it didn't yeah, really. They're like, in a McDonald's it, yeah. instead of trying to escape a doomed planet with right. like asteroids. And, and so much of it is spent at the TVA itself. And we, you know, it was interesting too, like how dark it got. Like they killed all those people. We heard their bones crunching and the blood pool yeah. within those cubes and stuff. And then Loki, of course, is threatening that and, and he's committing torture. But it's the one guy. Yeah. When you're taking all of these people and just murdering them just because they won't do what you say, you, they, she could have just left them somewhere. Yeah. She could have left them somewhere in space and time. She could have just locked them up, thrown away the key or something. No, she specifically felt the need to watch them all die in front of her by her action. That is some deeply evil shit. That's how you know Renslayer has turned in a way she's never coming back from. And, and I think she'd be a great king as a result of that. Because like, I, 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 I like, I think Jonathan Majors gave interesting performances, especially since the whole point was the show. There's a bunch of variants and we're still waiting to see like a real Kang who's going to be a badass, who for all I know is going to be a mortis and going to be played by a whole other actor. You know, I don't know. They might fuck with us like that. But what they did with her character was so much more appalling in that second season that to me, she actually seems more formidable. And they, they've already said in that season how important she was, the rise of that Kang, he who remains, that she could just be Kang. She's just, she's she's an evil, scary badass. And to have a, a black woman be the, the terror of the universe well, I can see where some people might have an issue with that. It sh- it shows a, a um, that, that level of power and that level of uh, uh, the visibility. I think would ultimately be beneficial. Yeah, but I'm, but you know, really, Jonathan Majors gave us like two Kangs, right? Like it, it wasn't even like well, he who remains, Victor Timely, and the King from Quantumania, right? Oh, I was talking about specifically in Loki. Okay, we only got the two, and really, it's kind of all about him. We only got that's where I was just like, ah, eh, like that's kind of annoying. Um, although you could argue that the King that Pierce, he wasn't really acting the same. He he was almost like, like he was almost like a modern dude from 2023 at the end of season two. I don't remember him acting like that at the end of season one, but it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that's where I mean, I, I I had no problem with Loki becoming the time god essentially, and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. It just like what I thought we were gonna get. I thought where I thought you were gonna sh- where are the other fucking can- he keeps saying see you soon. Mm-hmm. Well, well, where the fuck are they? <laughs> we went through two seasons. Of- right, you're not even gonna we've, foreshadow. We've gone through COVID over the course of this. Can yet, you okay? foreshadow another Kang? You, you just none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was just like, you know what, these movies. have have nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't think Renslayer's ever fucking come. I don't think we're going to see that, that chick again. I, I don't. I think she got. She's pruned and she's just gone. Well, the impression I'm under because you know they they the guy who had done Shang Chi who was going to do the next Avengers movies uh, left or or was enlevened from those movies. And there's some question about whether or not they're going to still do the Kang Dynasty. I think that beginning with Deadpool three, they're just going to build up the Secret Wars and just use the variant aspect and drop the Kang stuff to a large degree. I've already, there's been rumblings that they're going to replace Kang with Doctor Doom, which mm-hmm. I do not approve of. That. But uh, you know, commit to the bit. You know, you do do Doctor Doom later on, or use Doctor Doom to get rid of Kang. You know, whatever you got to do, but do something more than just what they did with Loki. But I like that Loki, how they resolved him. I love the whole walk. I like the repeating of them getting annihilated when they kept, would try to go down that gangplank over and over again. Yeah. And then he finally has the walk where he forms the horns, and he finally gets his throne. But it's not. It's a throne of burden. Glorious purposes, I like to say over and over again. How far out? To cut this in. You may want to patch it in somewhere later on. I don't. How Marvel fatigued out are you? With ovarian. And where? Where did it happen? I'm like the... You see the dudes in the marathon that shit themselves and have to carry it across the finish line? I planned to put a blog on that's that. That's me. Okay. Yeah. That's me. Just spraying I don't want to watch... I don't even re... Like we were saying earlier, I haven't re-watched any of the movies in forever. Where we used to watch like... Do you remember what movie it was though? Where you're, or a show or whatever where you're like, oh man, I'm getting... Yeah. Um, Shang-Chi. It could have been Shang-Chi. For me, it was Captain Marvel. Okay. And uh, it wasn't because of any of the shit that everyone's saying it's woke or it's Re Larson or... It wasn't. Any Brie Larson of that. seems like a very delightful person, dude. Me. I enjoyed 
her performance. I, I, I listened to her Carol on episodes. Danvers, she, she, was on, Carol. Uh, she was on. She was on one of the uh, How did this get made? And she just seemed like perfectly delightful. And she had a little uh, vlog for a while there. And to she was me, nice on that. To me, making Marvel into a woman, and I know Fix It liked that part, but Marvel was one of my favorite characters growing up in comics. And to me, as far as cosmic stuff, he's an icon like Captain America. You don't change him. You know? At the very least, have him in the first movie, and then have him like yeah, one of the what, even yeah. even a kickback of yeah. to what he was would have been fine. But you come on, now he's an old lady. <laughs> he's an Ed Benning. <laughs> And a villain. And the Supreme Intelligence at the same time. Yeah. yeah, that was the beginning of the end for me, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, one of my buddies, Ryan, he had the theory that what they should do is introduce the male Captain Marvel, and then in his dying, the power would transfer to, to Carol, and like she's a supporting character throughout uh, the movie, and then in the end, she has the hero up, because the actual hero that you thought was going to be in the movie, it'd be a nice little twist. Obviously, they didn't do that. Their little twist was dumb. It wasn't even a twist. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, that happened. Yeah, so I, I feel you. I feel you on that. Especially after, because that means that all that Starlin stuff we're never going to touch on. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to give it to somebody else at some point or how about this here's a problem that maybe the marvels had maybe have the marvels have the fight somebody from the starlin stuff or even somebody like i don't think that was that even a character in the comics they fought in the movie that was, or is that like an original cinematic character that they pulled out of their asshole or some like super extremely I not, you're talking about the marvels i yeah, have not Marvel. seen that movie yet me neither i don't think but i know else. who you're talking about it's some like super insignificant character that never did anything right i i don't know who that is yeah that, and and i know you're gonna spend 250 dude, million dollars on a movie and nobody knows who the fuck your villain the majority is of my marvel knowledge is the cosmic stuff and mm-hmm. the Thor stuff. Yeah. So. Yo, we borrowed your Annihilation yeah, copies to yeah. do the first I, podcast we did. I, I mean, I, for me not to know and to be like, what the hell? The MCU's Dar Ben is the villain in the Marvels. D-A-R-B-E-N-N. Doesn't do a thing for you, does nope. it? They, they, it doesn't mean a flirking thing. Um, yeah, I, honestly for me, it was, I think it was maybe Ragnarok. Because I, really? yeah, R- I, I did not like all that humor. I did not like how it's. It, he just seemed like such a Thor seemed like a bumbling incompetent. And like everybody else in that movie seemed to have their shit together more than him even Banner even when he flopped onto the rainbow bridge it's a funny moment and he mostly oh, has shit, his head on straight so funny. Yeah, that was good but it was just too much humor and I just I didn't like the direction they were going into and then my first watching of Infinity War I had problems oh, I, I love that movie I, it's grown on me I respect it's just so hard for them to have juggled so many different stories so many different elements no, all not. at the same they time they did a great no, no I'm saying they did a great that's that's what impressed me going back and watching it is like yeah that was that was a Herculean task Earth is closed today mm-hmm. is yeah. one of my favorite lines in all of the Marvel comics but I also saw where they were going with that one and then of course Captain Marvel sucked I hated Captain Marvel and then when they get the end game and that's when I could see oh they're retiring everybody fuck you I, I've not invested 10 years in the MCU for you to fucking retire everybody that I fell in love with I, if Robert Downey Jr.'s got to quit that's fine I'll tell you what else too I don't like that he got a fucking kid that kid pissed me the fuck off I do not love you 3000 those people were both <laughs> fucking <laughs> that's the name of this podcast and it's got nothing yes. to do with Thor you're gonna name this podcast I don't love you 3000 the Thor podcast <laughs> Those people were both at least in their forties, even in character, and they're supposed to come out with a kid five within five years of the blip, and it's just so that you got that extra fucking not stab in the gut when Tony dies. He gave her so, that goop, yeah, and give, give her the fucking. Uh, well, I'll eat the hamburgers with you and all this kind of bullshit. It was just another fucking twist of the knife. It was cynical as fuck, and I just I didn't appreciate it. And also, they were too damn old to be making babies at that point. If you want to make babies, they should have done it 10, 15 years earlier. Fuck you. So I didn't care. For some that. of that nanotech. It's got a nano uterus. And then they start all the fucking phase four shit. Oh Jesus Christ. Okay. 
Okay, so yeah. So touching on that. So Loki, we'll get back to Loki now. Okay, so tell me this right off the bat. Loki 1 versus Loki 2. Which one did you like better? I'm betting 1. Uh, I think I probably liked Loki 1 better just because I thought the settings were really, really cool. The places mm -hmm. they were going crazy. Like, so yeah. wild. But I don't know. It's pretty close. Yeah. I kind of yeah. like I liked Loki 2 a lot, too. There, there's, there's a, there's a so. lot. You know, a lot of people don't like Loki 2. It's heard that. very divisive. I don't know. But a part of it was a lot of people didn't like how much Doctor Who was getting into their, their Loki, which uh, I totally see, get. But I'm not a Doctor Who so yeah, guys yeah. don't give a shit. Uh, another issue is that they hated, a lot of people hated Victor Timely, although that could be a fucking, yeah, Jonathan funny. Majors is a soldier. I hate all the things he ever did retroactively. He was, no, he was a little annoying. But, he was very but, annoying. But, but, Agreed. But, but, yeah. Prototype was yeah. really kind of annoying. I also, I totally think that Rinslayer should just become Kang and then that'll solve all their problems. Just let her be Kang. Done. Fixed. They didn't see it. So you don't yeah. Okay. yeah. They didn't know who Rinslayer is. No, they don't know. No. Rinslayer was the person who was basically running the, the TVA. TVA. The, the black lady who was like the, the well, sort of girlfriend. Go, for me. You don't have to watch no, it. No, no, no. 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 The, 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 the black season. lady from the first season. She, she, was, she, well, was, she was like an administrator. She's Wilson's yeah. boss. Yeah. yeah, the administrator. But she's well, already turning Mobius. bad toward the end when she's having all the issues with, with Sophie and trying to kill. She, doesn't she fucking uh, prune Morpheus or, or Loki herself? Mobius. Mobius. Yeah, Mobius. Um, so anyway, so yeah, they should just make her Kang and then it's fixed. No problem. Problem solved. They, they're making that so much, seeming so much harder than it actually has to be. I don't think that they should stop doing the Kang story. I think they need to. No, they got to stop. They need to wrap it up. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's fine. We'll but but I, I, they've spent too much time on Kang shit, not give me at least one movie that actually was all that shit. Saying this is a person who's not seen Quantumania. I don't know how much that would pollute my interest in seeing Kang perpetuated. Either, yeah. Yeah. Then you would be like, it's time to wrap it up. Okay, yeah. Uh, oh, I, but I do agree with that. Ultimately, even though I think that they accomplished more in the first season, the vibe of season two was just kind of on my wavelength. They, they were able there to hit moments, the ground right. There wasn't a lot of explanation in the second season. Honestly, I would honestly, I feel like the second season is like a coda. It's like you had the first season and then the entire second season is just sort of like contextualizing and it's like a bottle episode that explains everything from the first season yeah. and the second season. And it doesn't feel like it's a season. It feels like it's like the end of the second, the first season. You know what I mean? I just dig the vibe of the show. I think mm -hmm. they're really, I think they're pretty shows. I like the way they're shot. I really like the attractive. Sets. So well I, shot. I love all the uni all the uniforms are just like, at first glance, they look like normal uniforms and you kind of look at them and you're like, I think I know I mentioned in our yeah. first Loki podcast, yeah. but like Loki's collar is sewn into his shirt. Mm -hmm. And once you see it once, you're like, oh, all of their uniforms are like a little off. There's something just weird about everything in the whole show, which I dig. And there's yes. a cool like retro vibe to everything. The aesthetic is gorgeous. Vibe. I love it. Yeah. I want to live at the TVA, man. Everything there is gorgeous. And most of that is practical. They built that shit. Yeah, this is no, a, you can this tell. a bunch of volume You can stuff. tell they built the cafeteria. You can yeah. tell they're not on a green screen. Yeah. But of course, everybody's bitching like, I'm watching a show and they're just sitting there eating pie. It's like, you're, you're the, the dum-dums. You don't understand that this means something when they're sitting there eating pie. It's not, they're not just eating pie, you assholes. No, I want some pie. I know, good looking pie too. Really, that extra green key lime pie. Um, key lime pie. Yeah, I like key lime pie. Especially, oh, and key lime M&Ms are the fucking best. I was addicted to those things those. for a while. They're, they, they put them out around Easter time. I like the caramel ones. So, that's why I was going to say, since nothing ever really ends up happening in this show, it's just like, it's almost, it's nearly just a standalone sci-fi movie. Like, it's just a standalone sci-fi show, not movie, television show. You just watch season one and two of Loki. It's got some people and they vaguely reference some MCU stuff. But for the most part, it's just got Thor's not in it. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, this, it's not, but they like don't go to Asgard. Wonder, hey, what, what episode do they go to Asgard? Right. They don't fucking go to Asgard. It's just not, none of this stuff. Why, with all that traveling through time to save shit, why don't you save Asgard? You only exist because of, of an alteration in the timeline. Why can't you go a little bit further and alter that? Because, because yeah. it just needs to be its own thing. And I thought it was, also, a, I thought it was a really cool 12 episode sci fi show. Yeah. And rewatching uh, Ragnarok, like, what happens with, with um, I'm trying to say Brimstone, my DC Surter? Surter, yes. Like, he says that he is, it's his destiny to destroy Asgard, and it looks like Hela is throwing a lot of knives into him. So are we meant to believe that he dies while killing, destroying Asgard? There's like mutually destroyed instruction kind of thing? Or is, or is he still out there somewhere? Well, no, I think he says in the beginning of the movie, I cannot die. 
because he has to that's, fulfill his He has destiny. to fulfill Ragnarok, yeah. but I'm assuming that that's when he dies. Okay. Yeah, could yeah. be. Yeah, I, I, I saw Clancy Brown on a YouTube video recently. I was like, hey, right, that too. Oh, that guy. So, um, yeah, one other thing too is, while I like, uh, um, I can't think of anybody's names today. Oh, and then I, uh, Owen Wilson and yeah. Tom Hiddleston have great chemistry. Yeah. That's where, when, when, when he was like, he's trying to save his friends. I mean, he's talking about uh, Mobius. Yeah. Because they, they are, they're great together. I would, yeah. I'm like, this is just a buddy sci-fi cop show with Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. And that's all I need. I don't need yeah. it to, to tie into Marvel Universe stuff or anything. I don't, I don't care. I enjoyed the show. I like both of them in the show. I will say though, going into the second season, I preferred Kihui Kwan. I, I, I really, great. I really enjoyed Ob in that show. And also, just not throwing out there, you did see uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, right? No, I never saw. Still? It. Yeah, still. It's really good. You got to watch yeah. that one. It's, it's a lot of fun. And giving that it's also all about time and existence. And but by the way, throwing eternity in there kind of bothered me a little bit too. What did they throw eternity in, into in Love and Thunder? Oh yeah, yeah. I just remember that too. It's like eternity really should be in, or sorry, de- yeah, eternity or destiny, eternity, right? Yeah. yeah, he should be in a Doctor Strange movie. It, bo- it bothers me that he's in a Thor movie and he's not even like he's barely seen. He's just sort of a device. And also, is any like ultimate dimensional thing always going to involve people standing in water? Oh yeah, yeah. That was that. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah is that I a guess thing? that's a thing. Everybody's going to be in water. Anything infinity, destiny, eternity. Just a real get, get, shallow. Get, get, get used to like fucking uh, um, what's it called? They're all slightly flooded, gangrene and uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You're trench foot. Trench foot. Yes. Hey, our our uh, co-hosts have to go. It's five before. Okay, almost done. Almost wrapped up. Um, <clears throat> let's. We'll, we'll, I'll go on with a little bit of you later on. And then finally, I went ahead and left Ragnarok at the top, not because I think it's the best Thor representation, but just because that's the movie I would be most likely to want to watch again. I still, I, I don't understand why people don't like Hella. I, 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 I uh, huh? Sucks Love Hella. She's so hot. She's so. That's fine. She is but hot. All of her parts of the movie are the worst parts of that movie. I just want to get back to Sakar. Well, and uh, that's why one thing I want to specifically mention with you. One thing that killed me with the Dark World is that they make a point of letting each of the Warriors three and Sif just sort of like they have their little bitty moment and then they just go the fuck away one after another. You see, that it's like part of the plan was we're saying goodbye to you guys in this movie. Then they bring them back to the third movie and then kill them all over again. Slaughter them. They hated those characters so fucking much, so clearly going back to at least the second movie that they, Which just, like, they always had it out for them. And how much better would Love and Thunder have been if the God Butcher could have butchered them? Right. Well, I mean, Hela butchered them anyway, yeah, so nah, they, they helped build her up. No, they, she just threw the but knives into it him. It would have been way more relatable the gods he was killing if he killed a bunch of Thor's gods, Thor's buddies. But they yeah. were all gone. <laughs> it's like what the fuck. Well, in the shit where they cut Sif's arm off, like maybe your arms and Valhalla. I remember you taking exception to that joke. That was fucked up. And what's funny too is rewatching all this Asgard stuff. I see how thirsty Sif was for Thor the entire time, and you just like stay there waiting for. Please notice me. I am into you. Please take me on. And he never does. He's everybody but Sif. And then she's gonna got her, get her arm lopped off and end up hanging out with the chick that he actually wanted to hook up with, who was more likely to hook up with Sif and Thor. Just like I don't know. They're just such contempt for Asgardians and the, the, all the Thor material in there. Were you in the Ragnarok episode? I think I might have been, but I was sliced in. Okay, okay. So you did get to express... Where, where would you rank the Thor movies, at least? The, the four Thor movies? Uh, Ragnarok. Number one? Number one. Speak into the microphone for Ragnar- <laughs> I'm trying to not say it. Ragnarok, Thor, The Dark World, and He Who Shall Not Be Named, which is yeah, Love and Thunder. And you Gross. fix it, what's your ranking? Peace out, Odin Force forever. <laughs> Ragnarok, Thor, and then the Dark Tower, whatever it is, and then, and then. And they both have Idris Elba. I can see the confusion. And, and everything else Thor has ever been in, and then Love and Thunder. I'm gonna mix it up with my list. I'm gonna go Ragnarok, 
Thor, Dark World, Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's a really bold choice you made there. You said we're going to rank these. I was like, oh, this is just the easiest ranking I've ever right. heard of in my entire life. So, so one more thing specific to fix it. Thor, worst franchise? Or is Ant-Man the worst franchise? It's got to be Ant-Man, right? Oh, it's Ant-Man. Yeah. Ant-Man, uh, I'd say Thor's franchise still might be better than Iron Man's franchise. But, but. Really? No, that's not that's true. That's not true at all. I was just trying to say the, a hot uh, take. I was going to be a hot take. Dun, 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 now you want me to rank the Disney Plus shows? Not like you really watched them recently. I would say the combo of Loki 1 and 2 are still the best combined Disney Plus shows. Nothing else is really touching that. Yeah, but I'm more likely to rewatch Falcon of the Winter. Nah, you're not going to rewatch that shit. <laughs> There were a few things I forgot to mention while we were talking about Loki Season 2. One is I really love the score. I think it's one of the best in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's a good thing too because I sat through the closing credits so many times I either get no stinger or a crappy one. I also really loved the ribbiting effect as the reality was coming unspooled. It gave the show a sense of existential horror. I really wish there was more legitimate horror elements in the Marvel Universe. And the thing I did not like or I got tired of in almost everything that Tom Hiddleston has done within the MCU, he's done that deal where he learned forward and then swings his head backward and then straightens back up again once or twice a movie usually Loki season two so many times in every episode if you made it a drinking game and then binge the season you would die enough sayers Billy Hines wrote caution contains opinions for my money no interest in more MCU or SW for that matter find it all boring at this point in game indeed and this was for the uh, new MCU Avengers episode a quickie me and Mac did basically exploring who could be the Avengers going forward when they finally start making Avengers movies again and more to the point how little we cared canoes wrote thanks for old spine i know this is going to be a great episode from the title alone dc dave wrote that art is so peak my time reading the avengers the art is beautiful and i loved all those characters yeah i did not read that period of the avengers i believe that was a paul ryan cover it had cat announcing a new team of avengers with a bunch of profile pictures in the background i wanted that type of image for the album art and it was one of the only ones that they had for the avengers i thought they had more than that i know the justice league has a lot of those going through photos and picking who's gonna be the new roster kind of things just society has a lot of them too not so many on the avengers curiously enough plus that particular image featured a lot of the people that i wanted for my avengers team black knight hercules cersei she hulk the white vision photon obviously cap too but i'm not gonna get that one at least not steve rogers so anyway it's just sort of a coincidence that this happened to be the period that he read uh but it i think is a period that mac read and maybe at some point we can get into that material more on that in a moment eduardo e wrote whether i like some of them or not whether they are successful or not i think the superhero fatigue exists Exists. At least the excitement of the past is partially gone. We have been at this for 15 years and there's a dire need for a reboot or at least have a way with the X-Men. Steve Bannister wrote, the only MCU thing I'm interested in at this point is the Fantastic Four movie and I have a feeling when they announce the cast, which apparently will happen once the SAG after a strike is over, my interest in that will shrivel and die too. And again, we're almost at the end of the year, no announcement yet. Lots of actors have been teased. We won't know until we know, obviously. Although most of the people they put forward have already done superhero things. I'm not super keen on them doing another superhero thing. Sometimes it works. Chris Evans is a fine example of that. But more often than not, it's difficult to associate the same actor with multiple characters. And they're usually better at one than the other. I can see Anya Taylor-Joy potentially as Sue Storm, but not with Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. It's just weird to me. Too much of an age difference. I know that it's a founding element, but I know Pedro is supposed to be a lot of people's daddy, but I just kind of too icky. If they're going to go that way, I need an actor that I can believe to be a lech. Finally, RX or Rick Sparhan wrote, I will expose and promote your Apple podcast and USA and 
increased downloads, subscriptions, and listeners. Ratings, reviews, 100% safe and organic service. Can you try my service? As somebody who actively courts disinterest in anything that we produce, no, I don't think we're going to need that. I thought that, I guess it was supposed to, uh, my cue was supposed to be the Steve Bannister comment, but the next episode of Marvel Superheroes has already been recorded. It's actually about comic books, almost exclusively about comic books, in fact. It's a good direction to go in. It's really got to be spearheaded by Max since he has greater interest in talking about Marvel comics than I have these days, but we'll see how it goes. And at least next episode, we'll actually do a Marvel superheroes comic book podcast. So our permanent Marvelite Maximus followers include Al Goodman, Coach Goody421, Anthony Ias, Apple and Spotify podcast marketing experts. Again, these are all off of X. There's probably a majority of bots these days. Still in knowledge. Ayana Yan, Bobby Adamsonis, Brian Morris, Chris Parton, Christine Forster, Crazy Cool Retro, DC All-Stars, Podcast, D. Kilroy, Dushant Tiwari, Elena Moriera, The Gory Hole Podcast, Jaker Momin, Jesse Barria, Johnny Utah, I'll take two, two hot dogs, Lauren Rikazuski, Legends Unmasked, Mark Tannerhauser, Nadia Morrow, Nur Islam Official, Patricia Sowash, Paul Sharkey, Podcast Promotion, Pulp for Action, Read for Not, Robin Slim, Roxana Zarina, Tabitha Lavalli, Thirsty's New and Used, Turb Jimkuf, Void Vibes, and The Wolf Updates. Keepers of the Favorites Flame include Alan Achenbach, Artificial Twins, Ascani Sun 22, Bill Spy Vinyl, Billy Hines, Capital Gain Income, Chris Dunford, Dave's Comic Heroes Blog, Derek WC, Jerry, Jim Lipit Photography, Kalish, Joel Muki, Writer and Media in Charge, Kitos 2, Lori Miller Art and Music Creator, Mad Dragon, Manaus Makeko, Marvel Universe Online Project, Maxo, Nick Spence, Nucky 777, Chi Sakurabi Project, Rick's for Han, September Rains, Shanna Banana, Sean M. Myers, Surume, and Yama Yossi. Retweet frantic ones include Between the Pages Blog, CH, Nathaniel Devon Mason Sanford, Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, and Talk Nerdy to Me. And finally, the Merry Marvel Marching Society. I got Billy Hines in there twice. Billy Hines on my way to Blue Skies. Canoes. Chris Lydon. Principal, the Rainbow Knight. Divinity Rising. Ed Moore at Teal Productions. Eugene R. Hendricks. Voice actor, home studio. Gregory Litchfield. The Hammer Strikes. Random geeky stuff. History of comics on film. Iowa's Joe Is. The Irredeemable Shag. JMD Productions. Julia Raul. Keith G. Baker. Ladies of Mischief Wrestling Fan Page and Gaming. Randy Caldwell. Richard Field. Satin Tights, a Wonder Woman podcast, Sticker of the House, Kirk Spencer, Superbound, and Tony S. Endure and Survive. The Marvel Superheroes podcast is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned and audio clips employed are believed covered under fair use, with no infringement attended against their copyright holders. The views expressed in this podcast are assumed legitimate, truthful, and solely possessed by the speaker.